0: On this episode of the Geeky Dad's Den, political correctness and everything, especially Christmas. Do my kids know that their dad is a self-professed geek? All this in a special guest on the Geeky Dad's Den, episode two. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Geeky Dad's Den podcast. I am, of course, the Geeky Dad. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the first one. It was a little bit of a learning curve for me, but we'll hopefully make them a little bit better as time goes on. I am going to give everyone a little disclaimer here. This podcast is going to be a little bit more on the ranty side. At least the first half of it's going to be a little bit more on the ranty side. With the approaching Christmas slash holiday season, there's always a little ramp up in um, people getting really worked up about silly stuff and uh, issues with rampant political correctness as it is. I mean, it's things as simple as uh, a number of years ago, there was a big controversy about a red cup that Starbucks had. I was offended, I was offended, and I have rights. And nowadays on social media, you're seeing, this is the time of year you see more and more people put up stuff about, uh, for example, saying happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas and. Thank you, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, kiss my ass kiss his ass, kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. How everybody should uh, be able to say what they want, et cetera, et cetera, uh, which I do support, but I'll get into that a bit more later. I really feel this year it's gotten a little more out of control. Everybody has just gone way off the deep end when it comes to stuff being politically correct. All these social justice warriors online and keyboard warriors, and it really gotten to be a little too much, in my opinion. I mean, a couple of years ago, uh, there was a big uproar about the song baby it's cold outside and how it was a quote-unquote rape anthem and how uh, radio stations shouldn't play it and even some radio stations went so far as to ban the song it was all over social media everybody seemed to have their say and there was a lot of people that really thought that this 50 60 year old song was a story of a guy coaxing a woman to stay with him against her will which is absolutely poppycock, it's ridiculous, it is not true. Recently, it's been given a bit of a revival with uh, John Legend rewriting the lyrics and uh, re-recording the song with uh, Kelly Clarkson. And the whole thing is just utter nonsense. I mean, if you don't like the song, I understand. You don't have to like the song, but write your own song. Do something new, something fresh. Don't just take someone else's work and rewrite the lyrics for it. It is absolute garbage. I understand what he's trying to do, but there are better ways to go about doing this thing. There was a uh, post I remember on Buzzfeed from a couple years ago that was basically a, uh, a feminist rebuttal of the whole "baby, it's cold outside." And it was uh, it came from a uh, blog, Tumblr blog. Uh, the username's uh, Big Butter and Eggman, all one word. So I'll give credit where credits due. I did not write this. But I am going to uh, kind of go through and uh, go through this almost verbatim because I think it's one of the best responses to this and it makes the most sense. And uh, I think a lot more people need to hear it. Not that there's a lot of listeners to my little blog yet, but uh, just to get it out there and uh, make it a little more a little more available. So uh, basically this fella is a uh, purveyor of uh, and lover of all things 50s and 60s and, and is a giant jazz fan. And uh, this, is what, uh, this is what they wrote. Hey, what's in this drink was a stock joke at the time. And the punchline was invariably that there's actually pretty much nothing in the drink, not even a significant amount of alcohol. See, this woman is staying late, unchaperoned, at a dude's house in the 1940s. That's the kind of thing good girls weren't supposed to do. And she wants people to think that she's a good girl. The woman in the song says outright multiple times that other people will think of her staying is what she's really concerned about. The neighbors might think, my maiden's aunt mind is vicious. There's bound to be talk tomorrow. But she's having a really good time here. She wants to stay, and so she's excusing her uncharacteristically bold behavior, either to the guy or to herself, by blaming it on the drink. Unaware that the drink is actually really weak, maybe not even alcoholic at all. That's the joke. That is the standard joke that's going on when a woman in media from the early to mid 20th century said, Hey, what's in this drink? It's not a joke about how she's drunk and about to be raped. It's a joke about how she's perfectly sober and about to have awesome consensual sex and use the drink for plausible deniability because she's living in a society where women aren't supposed to have sexual agency. Basically, the song only makes sense in the context of a society in which women are expected to reject men's advances whether they actually want to or not, and therefore it's normal and expected for a lady's gentleman companion to pressure her despite her protests, because he knows she would have to say that whether or not she meant it, and if she really wants to stay, she won't be able to justify doing so unless he offers her an excuse other than I'm staying because I want to. That's the main theme of the man's line in the song, suggesting excuses she can use when people ask later why she spent the night at his house. It was so cold out, there were no cabs available, he simply insisted because he was concerned about my safety in such awful weather. It was perfectly innocent and definitely not about sex at all. In this particular case, he's pretty clearly right because the woman has a voice and she's using it to give all the culturally understood signals that she actually does want to stay, but can't say so. She states explicitly that she's resisting because she's supposed to, not because she wants to. I ought to say no, no, no. She states explicitly that she's just putting up a token resistance so she'll be able to claim later that she did what's expected of a decent woman in the situation. At least I'm gonna say that I tried, And at the end of the song, they're singing together in harmony because they're both on the same page and have been all along. So it's not actually a song about rape. In fact, it's a song about a woman finding a way to exercise sexual agency in a patriarchal society designed to stop her from doing so. But it's also, at the same time, one of the best illustrations of rape culture that pulp culture has ever produced. It's a song about a society where women aren't allowed to say yes, which happens to mean it's also a society where women don't have a clear and unambiguous way to say no. So basically, there you have it. Other things that we've seen come up over the years, uh, the whole candy cane is an upside-down J for Jesus, so they stopped allowing them into public schools and stuff in the U.S., and I don't know if this ever happened in Canada, but I remember reading about... Uh, schools in the U.S. banning candy canes. Uh, big issue about how the song Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer glorified bullying and uh, was also source of controversy and debate online for uh, some time. The other thing I want to touch on in this whole rant about political correctness is uh, the whole cancel culture thing that's kind of been going on, most prevalent recently with the Don Cherry uh, issue. And uh, I just want to touch on that a little bit. It seems that the world has become so uptight and fragile that somebody's words could have that much gravity in what you do. Even if they aren't words targeted at a specific group or person or ethnicity, people assume that it is. They put in what they want to fill in the gaps in order to make themselves offended and basically I feel that everybody is working really, really hard in 2019, almost 2020, to be perpetually offended. But here's the thing, just because you are offended doesn't mean that what was said was offensive. I'll say it again, just because you were offended doesn't mean that what was said was offensive. And nowadays what happens is there is a giant, usually social media public pile on where everybody starts to debate a topic or grab a hold of the latest internet nut and will not let go. Uh, case in point, the controversy around the Remembered Day comments Don Cherry made on uh, Hockey Night in Canada some weeks back and resulting in uh, Sportsnet Rogers Media unceremoniously firing him. It really seems that nowadays it's more about the popularity of the issue or controversy rather than The actual offense following days after that, a uh, personality on a Canadian talk show, I will not give her name because she does not need any more notoriety, basically made the comment that all hockey players are rich white boy bullies. I'm paraphrasing a bit, but that was the gist of what she said. And uh, there was some public outcry about it. Um, Fire this person was a hashtag that was trending for some time on Twitter. And uh, nothing ever came of it. I believe it's more a matter of it not getting the traction or the popularity that Don Cherry's comment did. And I really think the underlying issue here is that nobody is teaching their kids to be resilient. Nobody is teaching their kids, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Kids are taught that hugs heal... And safe spaces are what's needed for unkind words. We have helicopter parents. We have snowplow parents. It is just getting worse and worse. Not to sound like an old fart here, but I grew up in a time where riding bikes, drinking from hoses, getting scrapes, bruises, being outside until the streetlights came on was the normal thing. That was what's happened now. My parents weren't there to helicopter parent me to death and worry about the nasty things i was going to hear or see or experience they allowed me to experience those things and when needed offered their direction but for the most part they allowed me to form my own opinion and decide whether something was good or bad for me and coming back to the christmas season almost every year i see something posted online somewhere on usually it's a event or a public post about a a Christmas type event, Christmas tree lighting, Santa Claus parade, festival stuff like that, and you know inevitably there's going to be someone commenting on there saying something along the lines of, "Why can't this be more inclusive to other people?" It's a Christmas tree lighting. We don't need to have every culture represented at a Christmas tree lighting. Say someone who is Christian wanted to attend a authentic Diwali celebration. We don't want to see. We don't want to see Jesus in a sari plastered up just to make me feel better. And I think anybody who truly wants to experience something like a a tradition such as a Christmas tree lighting or Santa Claus parade should want to see it as it is. The main mistake that people make is that inclusivity is supposed to change things to suit other cultures, but what it should actually mean is including others in your occasion as it is and welcoming those people to experience that occasion without having to change it or alter it in any way to make them feel more welcome just have the thing open for them to come see it experience it just like i would want to you know go to a muslim center for a festival or a gathering and i want to experience you know the food and the music and everything else that something like that would have to offer. I don't want to go to a gathering or experiencing something from another culture to have a hamburger put in front of me. I want to experience the sights, the smells, the tastes. I want to see it all. And that, in my opinion, is what inclusivity is all about. So in conclusion, while I understand that there is a need to be a little more politically correct nowadays... I think it's gotten way out of hand, and I would like to challenge everyone. Let's make a resolution for 2020, which is just around the corner, to take ourselves a little less seriously. Please, the world is a playground. It is a beautiful place full of wondrous things. Let's find the humor in life again. I am here with my youngest daughter. And what is your name?
1: My name is Parker.
0: And uh, how old are you, Parker?
1: I am turning eight years old.
0: So you're almost eight.
1: Yeah, I'm almost.
0: Do you know, Parker? Mm Mm-hmm. Very serious question. Do you know? Do you know what a geek is?
1: I don't know.
0: Can you guess? Take a guess what a geek is. A scared
1: person. I don't know.
0: Well, usually a geek is somebody who likes the kind of stuff that you and me and Quinn and mommy like. So stuff like comic books, stuff yes. like movies about comic books yes. Star Wars.
1: Yes,
0: Star Trek. Yes You like all that stuff? That's what people think a geek is. Ah. Now do you think knowing all of this, do you think that I, your dad, do you think I'm a geek?
1: Yes, I do.
0: Do you think being a geek is a good thing or a bad thing?
1: Good thing.
0: Why do you think it's a good thing?
1: Because if you like the same thing as another person, that that, that would be just cool. Yeah? Mm-hmm.
0: And do you enjoy some of the stuff that Daddy has shown you over the years? The yes. Yes? What are some of your favorite things that Dad has shown you in movies, character? TV, all the stuff that we can call geeky. What kind of stuff? What's your favorite stuff?
1: Well, Marvel, Disney.
0: Now, what are some of your favorite characters of those?
1: Um, My favorite Disney characters is um, Simba from The Lion King.
0: Okay, well, let's start with Simba. Why do you like Simba?
1: He is cute, and he... Is a, a very adventurous guy, and he is excited to be king, which I don't know why. And he is an amazing character because in the movies of The Lion King, um, there's like a circle of life where a lion grows up and it dies, and then the next baby is the king.
0: Now I want you to think back. Because I know one of your absolutely most favorite things, even though you haven't really said it yet, I know one of your most favorite things, just like it's one of my favorite things, is Star Wars.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, is that one of your favorite things? Now, I want you to think back to the day that it was the first day of Star Wars Episode 8 The Last Jedi. Do you remember what you and I did that day?
1: Mmm. Uh-huh.
0: You you have a hard time remember. I I will I will remind. I you. don't
1: remember. You don't remember.
0: Okay. Well, what we did was I t- took you out of school. Mm-hmm. So you and I could go to the movie, just you and me.
1: Oh, I just remember. You remember? I just couldn't I, I explain it. It was just hard to say.
0: Now, do you remember what you wore to that movie that day? Um,
1: I think it was a Star Wars shirt or something. I don't know. I want
0: you to think really hard. Uh, Because you were carrying a staff with you as well.
1: My Rey costume!
0: Did you wear your Rey costume to the premiere of The Last Jedi? Yes! And what did you think people would think about you at the movies? Do you remember? Cute.
1: No, wait. I think I was cute.
0: You were cute. You're always cute, though. You kept saying to me... I think people are going to think that I'm the real Ray.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah? Did some people call me Ray, the actual Ray, or did, did they think that I was?
0: I don't think anybody really did think that. Nobody called you it, but I think a lot of people thought that you were...
1: The real Ray. Uh,
0: no, I, well...
1: But I'm tiny.
0: That's right. I don't think they thought you were the real Ray.
1: But they just thought I, want, I loved Ray so much.
0: That's right. And I think that they thought that you were adorable and thought that I was an awesome dad oh, for bringing you to the movies.
1: And had to skip school. Yeah,
0: that was a little bit. We shouldn't do that all the time, just every once in a while for special things.
1: Good Cause, idea.
0: Because do you think school's important? Yes. Yeah, so school is very important, isn't yes. it? Yes. And do you like school? Yep. And how was your day at school today? Good. So, in conclusion, do you think, in your opinion, in your eight years of wisdom and smartness, (laughs) do you think that being a geek is a good thing or a bad thing?
1: A good thing.
0: And why do you think it's a good thing?
1: Because if you have some. If someone likes the same thing as you, that is cool. Because I like the same things as daddy, because he is like. He likes the same things as me, and I think it's cool.
0: That's right. And if it's something that you like, it doesn't matter if other people like it. It's because you like it, and it's your thing, and that's, that's okay, right? Yep. And we're going to continue to just like the things that we like and um, not worry about what other people think, right? Yep. Yep. Well, thank you very much, Parker, for being part of my show today. Okay. You're gonna say something to the the folks listening at home. Something something from the heart. Something from your own brain. What do you what, do you have anything I to say?
1: Something. It's about my name.
0: It's about your name. Can okay, you tell them about so, your
1: name? So there's this Marvel character, and his name is Peter Parker, and he's Spider Man. And my I was na- I am his last name Peter Parker.
0: So what are you? So are you saying that you were named? After a Spid- super,
1: after a superhero. Yeah. After which made- superhero? Spider Man. You
0: were named after Spider Man. He
1: when I was little I used to love his shows and stuff. I used to watch them all the time.
0: You still do now, don't you?
1: Well, At least a little bit. Just a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. You like other stuff now. What's your favorite thing right now?
1: Um, right now is I. right now I'm so I'm a fan of Star Wars now. And they're actually uh, making a new movie. It's called The Rise of Skywalker. It's a new movie.
0: And that comes out really soon, doesn't it?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Are you excited to go see that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's great. Well, thank you very much, Parker, for joining me today. And we'll be sure to have you on another time on uh, Geeky Dad's Den podcast. Bye. Well, that just about wraps up episode number two of the Geeky Dad's Den podcast. Thank you again for listening. Uh, Once again, my social media, you can search the Geeky Dad's Den on Facebook, my Instagram and Twitter at the Geeky Dad's Den and my written blog on WordPress is wordpress.com, the Geeky Dad's Den. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.